Welcome to the God is Always Popular podcast. I am your host, James Allen. My mind is made up, my heart is full, and my soul is satisfied. This morning, it is a great morning. Uh, I'm a little bit more uh, turned down in the morning uh, when I speak to you guys. Uh, If you catch me in the afternoon or in the evening, you're probably going to get a lot of uh, experiences throughout the day in the podcast of where I might just be uh, certain things come to me in the real, in the, in the, I won't say the real world, but uh, just in life. And then I try to find peace and clarity and understanding and divine knowledge of it all through scripture uh, just through peace and through uh, just just my faith yeah. and so but in the morning I'm a little bit more turned down I, I, I am tapping into spirit waking up with a fresh approach uh, being spoken to at night you know I mean I, I, I've been dreaming more than I ever have in my life here lately um and it's been all kind of crazy dreams. Some dreams are just, oh man, just you know, you know how dreams can be. Some are spiritual, some are not. But it's but it's all uh, something that when I wake up, I find myself going back to scripture. But uh, if you've been following me and listening, uh, and just read the few blog posts that I've uh, that I've put up, uh, but even more so uh, my Facebook or Instagram. Well, I used to do, do Instagram when I was doing fitness training, but um, not as much now. But uh, on Facebook, uh, if you've been following me just way before my conversion, my full repentance, just giving everything to God um, this year, just literally. So with me and God, we're only four months into this thing, starting in the fourth month of being consciously aware of saying, I and God, we are one. I am God. There is no more James. So, um, I've been doing this uh, for years, you know, t- talking about God. and But that's a social media approach. Uh, talking about it. That's what we've all been doing. I don't care who you are. If you are not 100% giving everything over you're just talking about it you're just posting about it you're just trying to get likes and follows and so forth or build your church or build your whatever you're trying to build that's all external and circumstantial and it's all faith without works and just because you're out there doing certain things that appear to be good or that give you peace or that make you feel good about yourself does not necessarily mean you're working that your faith is a true work now i'm not bashing anyone that's out there doing good but it's it's not enough to save your soul it's not enough to give god a body give god back his own body but um this morning i wanted to you know as i mentioned and i always mention uh i can study the book of genesis uh, and, and not the entire book of Genesis. Let me just be even more clear. Actually, just the creation in Genesis, which is I have a Bible here with me this morning. So which is uh, only the first two chapters. 
um, because immediately in chapter three, we go right into the fall. And I covered the fall in a, in a previous podcast. Um, but in my movement, in the faith in action is absolute movement. Everything that we need to know is in the first two chapters of the Bible. Now, of course, you can go through the Bible and find everything else as you're being led to it. Uh, of course, there's the life of Jesus, the the New Testament. I get that. I always read that. I'm into that. But everything you need to know about God is in the first two chapters of the Bible. Now, I hate to criticize or always act so critical of people out there giving the word today. Because there are some great men out there, men and women, that deliver great word. Uh, they live great lives. They, they, they are committed and focused to serving God in his purpose. Um, I've had some great mentors. I've actually only had one mentor. Uh, and I got to shout him out. And hopefully if you're listening, you can check him out. But he's in Houston, he's in Texas, uh, Sugarland, Texas, uh, Missouri City, actually. Um, the powerhouse of love, uh, Pastor Rudy, Pastor Rudy, Rudolph. A uh, great man. He he came into my life at a great time and discipled me. And I went right back out into the world and got right back caught up and walked away from that. Uh, just let life bring me back into the world. It was at a time when my son was in the hospital. Um, and of course, I was praying and seeking God because at that time we needed a miracle. And looking back on that, it's like, yeah, we got performed some great things out of faith you know we I give God the glory for that whatever was inside of me that made the spirit react and all the other prayers um, you know the doctors that were you know I'm not naive to the fact that there were actual doctors in there with him and nurses and all those things so that's a combination of all the right people being at the right place and just seeing his life being saved but I met Pastor Rudy during that time, uh, and I was really anointed. He saw great, saw great things in me, and I just, I, I pulled a Samson. I ran away from it, all the greatness that was in me. So now here we are, and I, do, and I do want to say you don't have to always fall down to find God. That's that's that, that's not what I'm saying. Um, my life has always been good, but just like any, anybody else's life, you're going to have those ups and downs. But um, just to get back on back on topic, uh, there are some great people out there that deliver the word. And he was one of them. Um, he taught me about scripture. He taught me how to study. And it was a short period of time that I was with him. Um, but still, you have to find your, you have to find your own way. You just can't go to the plate and eat all the time. You have to go out. You have to learn how to prepare your own meals. So what that means is opening up the book and clearing out the mind and the spirit daily in order to be reborn in that. And I'll get into some of the, of, of the New Testament, but 
uh, like I said, you know, in my opinion, the book of Genesis, actually, to be more specific, the first two chapters in the book of Genesis, you know, tells us everything, in my opinion, what we need to know about the almighty God. Now, yesterday I talked about escaping from the dark side. And as I talked about it, I was really touching on the first three verses in Genesis. Actually, verse one through five in Genesis, where God is doing this, his his first part of creation. Right. And I'm going to read it because I have my word here in front of me. Uh, a King James Version. Um, and it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And so here we have just with a casual, just casually reading it like that, you just say, oh, wow, God created this. You know, people mistakenly say, oh, he created the sunlight the same day and the light and the sun was up there. But 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 that's not actually the case. One huge thing that I have never I had never heard anyone say is that this light and God saw the light that it was good and what came to me and is and what is still stuck with me is that here you see God entering in to this dark void face of the deep full of waters and we know that the glory of God is entering into this. And I take it as if this light that we are, that is being called out of the darkness as the spirit of God is there, the glory of God enters into this, to this place. And lights up everything. And not saying that God saw his glory for the first time. What is happening is God, God's glory being entering into the earth for the first time. So this light is not to be confused with the light from the sun, the moon, and the stars that he creates later for the earth. And to not give his glory to another before he even made certain things. He wanted it to be known that my glory fills this earth first and foremost before anything. Now, symbolically, metaphorically, you have to dig into scripture. And the earth, we are earth. As he told Adam and Eve that, you know, when they when they had sinned and even all of us from dust you came from and from dust into the dust you shall return 
there is no mistake how there is no mistaking in scripture and it's a universal truth that we all can agree how we what the body does when you die you're buried in the ground where you came from we just do it they just they they just got a hustle going with it now you know you just can't drop a body in the dirt without a hundred thousand a hundred thousand dollar casket nowadays or whatever you do to prepare for your funeral right but we we return to that if you dig up a hundred year old coffin or a thousand year old coffin you're going to find dust particles in there dna particles but it's going to be dust so this is this is the earth listen to some of these words and how you have to understand how to find god if you don't understand genesis everything else you learn it's like doing a math problem it's like geometry or algebra or trigonometry if you miss the first three steps or the first step or the second step you're not you're going to work that whole problem out and get to the end and not understand how you got the wrong answer because you didn't get it right from, from the beginning. So people who casually just uh, stroll through Genesis as if it's like, oh, it's the creation of what you see outside right now. It's the creation of the grass, the sun, the trees and the birds and all that. And let's just leave it at that. God just did a great thing for us and we are here on this earth. I'm so sorry to tell you that, man, this is so shallow. This is such a blasphemy to God, the creator, the almighty God. The one creator of every mind. Take it for what you want. That is the truth. It is shameful to deliver this from that perspective. Acknowledging the first thing that this light is the glory of God. His light fills, his glory fills up all the earth every day. And it's been like that since he first said, let there be light. Let there be me. Everything I am will be here how I give it to you how you find it it will be up to you at some point because of what Adam and Eve did we have to go out there and seek it and understand it we have to toil in the land not toil behind a a oxen wheel not toil as in going to work every day toil in the spirit to find the true knowledge of good and evil and once you find that you are back in the garden. But let's get too deep for y'all. But let's look at the earth. And it says here, I took some words and I just broke it down to where it's saying, and the earth, the Bible says, King James Version says, and the earth was without form, void and darkness, and, 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 and darkness was up on the face of the deep. These words, this is this is how this is what this is really saying to you. The earth was vain and confused, serving its own purpose. In a sense, it was fatherless. It had no imagination or a good purpose. No image, no beauty, and not even a, a, a countenance or a order. That pretty much describes every unsaved, every lost soul in this entire world. Now, when you take that into account, you understand that the Holy Bible, the Word of God, that 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 is that has not been tampered with and 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 uh, translated wrong or 
manipulated for certain purposes is holy. It is the way to ultimate oneness in the alignment of everything that God is. All of his attributes are, are, are in you. Because God is just more than the God on the throne. The God, he, he, he is everything full of light and divine and pure. Is the Holy Bible the only way to find God? No, it is not. But it is the only true word of God. Now you have the Torah, you have many versions of it, but it all goes back to one thing. It, 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 it all goes back to one truth. You will know at the time that you seek it and you find it where the truth is at. And wherever that takes you, then that's where you stay. And that's where your God is. But God is not this earth. God is not external. So there, there is more to it than meets the eye because it's all in the mind. And so with this, out of all this darkness, that is the side, that is, that is who we are before we allow or we repent. Repenting is making a radical change, a radical, a, a radical change in thinking. And when you repent, and you step into the light it takes time depends on how how lost you are for the other parts of creation to take place there's going to be some foundations already inside of you so that that may need to be woken up but to get to the seventh day to get to the place of rest it takes time and it takes work. So, and then it says that in the spirit of God moves upon the face of the waters. And what you have here is the earth is pretty much in a deep sleep. And the spirit is representation of let's say uh, let's say life support or when someone is going into cardiac arrest or when they shock them with the with those things you know they rub them together and say clear and boom they blast them with that right but out of all this you know the earth has all this potential inside of it around it in it it, it has water it has, it has all these things but it's in a deep sleep it has no countenance of its own. And so the spirit moves in and it takes hold of it. It's trying to revive it as it's hovering and moving. And it's and it's and it's almost as in a sense, you have to think of it in a sense of birth, giving birth. You have water there. You have a lot of other elements that were already present. And now you mix in this this universal power, spirit, 
the glory of God, which 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 we don't know what what is all in the glory of God. You know, we 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 know it's light. We know it's all these other things, but this uniqueness of it all is as if a new creation, a new creature is being made. And before he could make us from the earth, he had to make purify this thing. He had to go in and clean everything up. And he was bringing all these things into existence before he got to me. Even even decided to touch the earth and put his hands into it. It had to be holy and pure and clean and right. Because God can't approach that. Now, I'm talking externally here at times because we have not been created yet. So God is external at this point in creation. The problem with the ministries today is they keep God external even throughout the Bible as it's obvious it's obvious to see that God is 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 shifting from creator even though he is still creator his DNA is still there everything is shifting God expands and then he goes inside that he expands again he's he's evolving but pieces of him are still left behind so that you know he is a true creator. For an example, the sun will come up today. The moon will come out tonight and the stars and the water and the winds. All these things God has left behind to let you know my glory is here. My mind is here. All that I've created will never leave. And if you don't believe in anything else, you can look outside your window and see it. And still people don't believe because it takes more than that. So he is external here at at the moment because there is nothing alive for him to dwell in yet. He's just creating places and creating things. So that is the state of the earth. That is the state of mankind. The earth is a pre-Adam. And as you know, there are representations in the Bible that represent Jesus before he came into the picture. You have King David, you got Moses, you got Elijah, all these representations. And so we get into the part where God says the light, he saw it and it was good. And the first thing he's, he ever caught, saw and the first thing he ever gave a name to or judged. So God sees his glory, the light, the enlightenment, the truth, the knowledge, all of his glory, all that it embodies. You can dig into it and find out what that is. And he sees this for the first time. And he says that it is good. And now he goes into the part of where you miss what God is all about if you're not being taught right. There is a light. There is a dark. He doesn't necessarily condemn the darkness and call the darkness bad. That's not what God does. Or that's not what he's doing here. And that's not what he wants us to do. He recognizes that he will bless the dark the same way he blesses the light by giving it a name 
by giving it purpose. God will take the dark, the darkest of the dark, and give it purpose for his purpose. And the greatest story in the Bible that tells us about this is the book of Job. But then again, all of the Bible is a dark and light story of God using the dark and the light, using kings against Israel and, and, and enslavement and all these things that fall upon us that we don't understand. Well, why do, why do bad things happen? There must not be a God if this is always going on in my life bad things this thing to bring that light out of you the greater your darkness is that's the that's the more powerful God is going to show out in and pull that light out of it's hard I've been through it I go through it we all go through dark moments but rest assured that that darkness is not your ending it is leading to a light that will that will stay in you well after you're gone from this earth you will take that and that darkness will just stay here and he blesses the light and the darkness with new names they are they are new creations from this moment and since that moment the division of that you see choice being offered up to man in this very moment will you be my dark or will you be my light because it don't matter what you are you're mine and so and God called the light day and this is what this is the day, the light the full knowledge of God in the darkness he called night, the withholding of the full knowledge of God. That is powerful because the enlightenment is all of God, the truth of him. The darkness are just people who do not know, who are withholding inside of them the light that we all can choose to use. And verses 1 through 5 you know escaping from the dark side people are trapped in this darkness and the darkness can range from I, I'm going to start with idol worship because people have idol have been taught that idol worship is a is a physical thing more so than idol worship being worshiping God the wrong way is the biggest idol worship in the world right now because as we all know the church and my hands are in quotations here the good the godly will be judged first no correction will think that they will sit in the judgment see I almost went back to old teaching the goodly and the godly will think they will sit in the judgment. Only to discover they have been worshiping idols 
thinking they were serving God. And let me explain to you what I mean. The moment you misplace God in your life or in your or of who he is, the creator, the almighty, the one true God, then so forth and so forth to Christ. The moment you place that anywhere else but outside of your mind, and your body and your spirit and your soul, you have given yourself over to idol worship. Then it moves out into the earth first and foremost. So basically, if you're worshiping your children or idolizing these things, it's not necessarily a place in person or thing. It's not a noun. It's not something you can feel, see, and touch first off. That's just a secondary effect of idol worship. But the moment you take God and you place imagery to God, you place these these man uh versions of God, these pictures of Christ and all this stuff we've been filtering in all of our lives or been or been taught all of our lives through um, psychological imagery and wording, you become a person that is worshiping an idol. So escaping from the dark side is understanding that whether it's light or dark, you're God. The choice you are going to have to make is how do I find that and seek that? How do I get fed the truth? And I hope this morning you have gotten some enlightenment on all this. So I'll tap back in with y'all. Of course, I'll be staying in Genesis for a while. Um, it just depends. But I want you to have a great day, especially if you catch me in the morning and you're listening to this right now this morning. Have a great day. Be blessed.